Hot Fire. This is Fred Ackman, Tugboat Typhoon. This is voice ISAAC dollar sign. Hello everyone, this is the Interview Queen Alicia T. This is the Callahan Death Machine and the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling, Santa Callahan. This is the AirPod God MLW star Richard Holiday. And you're listening to And you're listening to And you're listening to Broken But Glorious. Broken But Glorious. Broken But Glorious. Hello, welcome to Broken Book Glorious on BBGWrestling.com. I'm Chris Laff and I'm joined by my Ministry of Darkness, the Creature of the Night, Nick David. Good evening. I was hoping you were going to go on to even more nicknames then. <laughs> and the Playboy Prince of Darkness, Lance Rivera. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I didn't Nick, see the lads. You're a creature. Creature of the Night. Wow. That I you a creature. <laughs> Take it. They used to call us fans the creatures of the night. So they don't want to make an adult. Who's so calling who the creatures of the night? Take you to call us fans. Yeah, yeah. Used to call yeah. the creatures of the night. Yeah. 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 I thought so. <laughs> yeah, oh, not too bad. I'm very well. Excited for the review. I am not as excited as the last time we were reviewing a show, um, <laughs> but yeah, I it, it, yeah. I'm looking forward to the sort of debate about it. I'm always excited <laughs> to be with you too. Ah, ah, If we're doing a random wrestler watch again, you see um, Chocolate Thunder was on the chase tonight. British wrestler. I did not see oh, him on there, but I thought you meant the guy that was uh, the um, nickname that was um, who was a ra- random bloke who appeared at WrestleMania 32. Uh, was it 32 or 30? Three maybe when he just grabbed the microphone. Yeah, it was for a thirty-three when he was introduced to the John Cena match. He just goes, uh, "My name's whoever," and he goes, "But you can call me Chocolate Thunder." <laughs> oh no, is it? Uh, <laughs> I think he was Chocolate Thunder or Chocolate. The Cat in the Hat called himself Chocolate Thunder in the Cat in the Hat film. Yeah, <laughs> Willie Max nicknames Chocolate Thunder as well. <laughs> There's a lot of Chocolate Thunder going around, isn't there? <laughs> it sound... It's a cool name. Why everyone uses it. Yeah. <laughs> right, so before we get into the review, today's podcast is sponsored by... Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o and be sure to add our podcast in the how did you hear about podco section of the application this is Shady Natris and you're listening to Broken But Glorious right so I wanted to start the review at the end <laughs> so uh, the show ended with a farewell final farewell to the Undertaker I got I got a bit wet eyed. I was a bit sad to be honest. It was thirty five minutes long. It should have been longer. Oh, let's just go for it. So the folks came out to pay homage in inverted commas. (laughs) So so yeah, Shane McMahon, Big Show, JBL, Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy was a bit strange for me. They had that what? Jeff Hardy win the title from. No, but it made it, it, that classic commentary line of 
make a name for yourself, kid, or whatever it was, or uh, kid, this is your joke. It was one of my favourite ever Raw matches, to be fair. Yeah, it's when they had the uh, the ladder match on Raw, and was it for Jeff the hard- Hardy always, yeah, he always says Jeff yes, Hardy says so it made him yeah. made him his career and everything, so it made it, sense. It was a great match. Yeah, and they had Mick Foley, obviously. Mick Foley kind mm. of made the Undertaker because he went from a wrestler who was always feuding with big oafs. With Jay Gonzalez and King Bond, King Bond Bondi and Kamala, and kind of took, Mick Foley kind of brought this other side out of him where he became a proper wrestler. Mrs. Foley's baby boy. And yeah, then we had mates, the Godfather, the Godwins, Savio Vega, Rikishi. But Rikishi came out to two calls for him. No, I thought it was <laughs> Scotty Two Hotties. Like, what's yes, what I thought. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it did. It did throw me a bit. When it was Tony Um... Just, just big fans. Yeah, so they're 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 all part of the Bone Street crew, where they all play dominoes together back backstage. And they had Kevin Nash. He didn't look happy coming out of thought. I think he kind of knew that he was literally walking to the ring and then walking away from the ring. Yeah, that's, that's what I see. the rap doing that the rounds on on the, on social media, people <laughs> saying that. I believe that was Lucy Lee's favorite part of the show. <laughs> yeah, Booker T, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, Triple H, Jan Kane, who didn't seem to get the memo that was a black tie event. Hilarious, <laughs> he came out in his gimmick and looked a bit odd standing with everybody else in the ring. I'm shocked he came out in his gimmick. Yeah, I think it, it would have been weird if he came out as corporate Kane, so. That's all we would have associated it with, wouldn't we? I, think, I, was, yeah. I, I was looking at him going, You haven't shaved your chest? Just had a big hairy I chest on the tire and it just looked weird. <laughs> He can do what he wants. He, he's retired too, hasn't he? But he's done it quietly. Yeah. <laughs> do you reckon he'll get a send-off? He should, but I don't think he will. Is he officially retired, though? No, I don't sure. think so. But... He was 24-7 champion not so long ago. <laughs> I think I was the 24-7 champion not so long ago as well. No. Yeah, then um, after, after a, vid- a great video package with some great music from the greatest band in the world, Metallica. Yeah. Vince McMahon seemed to absorb all the guests. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird when they went. You get cut back to the ring, and yeah, Vince McMahon was just like, like, yeah, they kind of all went into a blob, and then Big McMahon was just there. <laughs> yeah, it was strange. It would have, been, uh, I would have preferred it more if they just had like less guests. Maybe you had. Four or five tele-minute story. It just seems a bit weird. Just having all these like a Hall of Fame induction. Yeah, but not, not like a 30-minute story. Each just tell a little anecdote. Just have like four, four or five. Of them. Just, just, yeah, there was just, some random guests. Like Booker T, I mean, do you reckon it was just literally the case of like, I mean, people would have made more sense like Edge because I actually did make Edge's career, his feud with The Undertaker. Um, Hulk Hogan, he won the title from Hulk Hogan, and he was in that film with Hulk Hogan's being commander. So. Kurt Angle as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was certainly wrestlers that could have that could have sort of obviously could have come down. I think even to an extent, Paul, if he wants to go really away from sort of storylines, Paul Heyman on behalf of like Brock Lesnar would have made, would have made sense. Yeah, Brock Lesnar would have made sense. Oh, he did manage him. Yeah. But I think they just, they kind of want to keep, they don't like really like doing, they, they, they like to obviously keep it a bit storyline related, don't they, with stuff like this. Mm. Well, they, do, they have mentioned that Paul Heyman managed him. Really? Yeah. They mentioned it on the, um, one of the documentaries that's come out. Oh, what, in 2004? What, in 2004? 
No, no, no. I mean, like, when he was in WCW. That's oh, so years ago. Yeah. It was in the late 80s, wasn't it? Because he joined, joined in the 1990s. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. But yeah, no, I mean, that would have made more sense. But I mean, yeah, it was a bit weird, all these people coming out. And like you say, it was, luckily I didn't watch it, obviously I didn't watch it live, but if I was staying up late, I would have been a bit like looking at the watch going, get on with it <laughs> after every wrestler that came out. But but then I've seen some people on Twitter going to the, I'm extreme to the other side, this is the best send-off ever. <laughs> when that's obviously not true. Um I think... Do you think, they've is, got, do you think they're going to do another one when the crowds are back? Definitely. I think, well... But they probably just do a hall of just a hall of fame. They might do something like the night after WrestleMania, maybe like for like a raw crowd. Like, I'm sure he'll get to say thanks to to two live members of the crowd, definitely. But they probably won't make it as a big deal as though I'd like to think they won't make it a big deal of everyone coming out. I imagine it'll be literally be the case of. Um, I think he won't go anywhere. I think he's still. Like, I reckon I wouldn't be surprised if he still makes appearances on like raw the night after WrestleMania like, yeah. like a bit like they had on the raw last year when he came out and just I think it was Elias when he interrupted Elias's concert just doing like little stupid stuff like that like I reckon we'll have him maybe here and then um just to appease live members of, of audiences here and there um do you know from that devaluate his his retirement I don't know like not really I don't think as long as I'm not in a match I don't think it's any harm as long as he literally comes out tombstone someone and walks off I guess if he comes <laughs> in and starts cutting promos and stuff then yeah that would start to devalue it but if he looks but what would like be like Stone a Cole. bit magical if he just yeah. never turned up again uh, I want to see him again <laughs> it, to be fair it does make me more it, it does make me so grateful that uh, at Wrestlemania 34 I was there that I did get to hear his, I did get to hear his entrance um, when yeah. he came out uh, that was that was my that was like special like, it was a proper goosebump moment like you when you literally are like oh, oh, this is this is why I'm here basically um, is that the John Cena one yeah 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 I've seen him a few times too fair. so maybe yeah, that's a lot of people even people I don't who don't really like wrestling it's like oh yeah everyone's seen The Undertaker I'm like mm, have they <laughs> I was like I haven't I had to go to New Orleans to see him not not just up to London no, I saw him in bit, so. no I've never seen The Undertaker live but regard, it, is, it is an amazing, like, he is one of the best of all times. Um, and it's rightfully hit national news as well. I'm glad it's been on, like, even like, on, like, Good Morning Britain, BBC website, BBC it's News. international, isn't it? It mm. is. I know Richard Arnold from GM, uh, Good Morning Britain actually is a wrestling fan, to be fair, because I know he was, at, he was actually at um, WrestleMania 4, 34, funny enough. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah. They actually mentioned that quite a bit, to be fair. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I am. I think it is the right time. You could even argue, the, only, the only negative side you could say, arguably, it's, it's 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 too late. You should have done it a long time ago, retired. But um, but then we would have never have got the dogs of war. We'd have never have got um, oh um, the Shane O'Mac Shane match, which was which I thought was great from WrestleMania 32. Yeah, I really enjoyed that match. And then yeah, the yeah, the, the Yard match. In recent years, I think the tag match was his best one, though. Oh, yeah, the Boneyard match, yeah, of course, this year. Fantastic. So, he did say he wanted to retire after the Roman Reigns match, didn't he? Yeah, well, the documentary is brilliant. So anyone who hasn't watched it, I really can't, I can't recommend that documentary enough. just wasn't happy with how he finished, was he? No. <clears throat> yeah, so, yeah. So after Vince McMahon absorbed all the guests, he then cut a quite pretty heartfelt promo, I thought, for Vince McMahon. Then The Undertaker came out of this really long entrance, bit weird, like, eight-bit sound effects on his music, but I don't know if that was intentional or it was just a... 
the botch. Um, he cut a, de- uh, a nice frame and then honoured Paul Bear with a hologram, which was a nice ending to it, I thought. Oh, that was sad. You were sad. The, the promo wasn't that long, though, was it? It was only a couple of words. I don't know. I'd, him in character, I can't see him doing like a 20 minute heartfelt thing. But if they no. induct him into the Hall of Fame, I can see him being I a bit more relaxed. I think he's a great character then. Yeah. Well, the Undertaker's now retired, so we, I think he can do more things as what Calloway now. Well, I think that's and the that's point, isn't it? Because he started doing all the, the press appearances and things, hasn't he? He's on yeah, cameo yeah. now for a grand. So if anyone's got a spare grand and you can get him to put me over, <laughs> that would be great. We'll have a we'll have a whip round in BBG and I'll start sending it to promoters being like the Undertaker endorses me. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping we would hear Teddy. I was hoping Teddy Long would come out at some point as well. Just going. I his- said that. I said that to Joel. He's, he he's come out. And he's, the Undertaker. His punishment for everything was you got a match with the Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> Teddy Long was awesome. Sets up a tag match and the Undertaker's like, no, no, I'm, I'm retired, mate, I'm retired. <laughs> um, I think as well, who, what we said earlier about, will we see him do something? I'm absolutely certain there'll be something with the live audience. Because um, I think it's, I think if there was a live crowd, it might have been a bit better. Um, I'd, well, they should, obviously, I'd like to think they still wouldn't have just randomly, I think they still shouldn't have randomly just left everyone. Um, but... Um, yeah, I, th- I think there w- there'll be definitely a Hall of Fame induction. Whether they, I don't know whether they're going to do it this year. Um, the Hall of Fame. Well, I don't know what they're going to do about Hall of Fame. Whether they're going to still do the ceremony from last year that was postponed because I don't know whether they're just hoping that that they're just Hall of Famers now. Because I know when they did the um, videographic, it came up with Batista as a Hall of Famer. Mm. Yeah. So whether whether they just just accept them as Hall of Famers, they don't get inducted, or if they will just. Do the one that should have been done last year. I've I don't forgotten know. Forgotten who was going to be in the I think it was. I don't know. Batista was definitely announced, and I think it was the NWO. I'm having a look now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you Did you notice in the video package that Shane McMahon was down as WWE Legend, and John <laughs> Cena was just WWE Superstar? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, it's it was Batista, JBL. Oh, uh, JBL. Yeah, he came out as Hall of Famer. Yeah. and uh, Thunder Liger. Yeah. And the NWO. Oh, and the Bella Twins. The Bella Twins. Who have I've said they could be back in the next couple of years. They want a tag title run, apparently. I heard. Um, okay, you can look, but you can't touch. Nah. But yeah. Said, yeah, but maybe when the kids are a bit older, they said. So, so they can see it. Uh, but I think yeah, it was it was good, but maybe there was a lots of stuff they got wrong from Undertaker's speech. Um, I mean, in retirement speeches, though, I mean, especially in WWE, they're never going to please everyone. I mean, some people still moan at Ric Flair's one. Um, yeah. Who uh, that? I don't know. You, you go on YouTube comments comments and stuff, and uh, I know, I admit to know there's trolls and all sorts and just general morons. Um, but, yeah. I really didn't think this was that bad. I think people are getting a bit... It, it, I think, pe- as I say, people have, gone to, people have gone to one extreme to another. I think there needs to be like a happy medium, which I think sounds like we all are. I think some people, as I say, some people are like, literally going, like, some people literally saying, I cried the whole way through it. And I was like, well, pull yourself together. It was, um, and then there's some people who are saying that it was um, crap. So I think uh, literally I've gone to... That's that's a little that's bit that's wet when he did the whole pose to poor bear yeah like, oh, yeah that, that was good i mean i mean why people crime and shame at man came out when i'm saying about that. 
there was literally yeah the twenty minutes of legends coming out and then them not doing anything it was, it was a bit like I've just sat through three hours of wrestling. I just want to hear yeah. him talk. <laughs> I, I do like though hearing just loads of random theme tunes you haven't heard for a while. I was sure the feed was going to turn up when they all left. That's when I thought he was going to turn up when 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 it was like when they all read and randomly left. I was like, oh okay, so now we're going to get an attack. Um, cause Someone also I saw on Twitter said he was going to turn up and absorb the Undertaker's power. Ooh, that'd be mad, wouldn't it? Weird. Cool. Well, imagine <laughs> when they just did nothing else with him ever again. Like the fiend just died as a character. You go, hold on, didn't he absorb? <laughs> didn't he absorb the Undertaker's power? <laughs> you can't, you can't trust them to build Bray Wyatt. Bless him. It's the third time. Mm. What did he say third time with charm? Yeah, just, uh, yeah. Just see, see the fiend little and often like we used to. That's all you need. Now funny skits. Oh, I loved like the five, five life on house and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I, think no, I, I thought you meant The Undertaker. I, thought I, you meant think, the Undertaker. I, I think the Fiend, I think that's when he's at his best. Really. I think because we, obviously this was before Lance was obviously on the show, the excitement we all had, well, I think the whole wrestling industry had um, of the whole segments. And everyone was so worried about when he was going to debut. They got everything right. Then they've obviously made mistakes since. But I think they're slowly winning it back. I think they've realised the common thing is, yeah, more Firefly Funner Houses, and um, keep the fiend as something special. That's why I really, I actually quite enjoyed the Strowman feud. I like the fact that we we started out with it just being the um, the Firefly Funhouse dude, to yeah. uh, built its way to the um, the like it was almost like the fiend only gets involved when he has to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you had to beat like the three faces of Bray and the to win the feud type thing. It's like like the fiend was the final boss. You had to go through the yeah. I thought it was exciting. I like that. Yeah, Clever Bra. SummerSlam 19 review. I think we spent 40 minutes talking about Bray in like a five-minute yeah. match with Finn. <laughs> so, it was well, oh, yeah, that, that, his neck. that was the best yeah. talking point out of the. Um, that was the biggest talking point out of the whole show. Is like and yeah. Was I on that show? I believe it was. Mm, wasn't it? Uh, uh, we didn't have you, sadly. I thought I was. Oh, never mind. No, you didn't enjoy until April this year. Was it April this year? <laughs> you've been on like before Christmas. You think you've had like the odd shows before, but you became permanent. We, we made right? you a, we, 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 we made your loan become permanent in April. <laughs> well, just after I, I was just after the Jack about it not long ago, actually. And I said to him, I reckon I've been on there for a year. And he went, have you? And I went, and I looked back and I was like, no, no, I definitely haven't. I managed to make them sign you yeah. for a permanent in April. <laughs> I think it's this lockdown. I feel like I've been on it way longer than I have. It, yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah, well, I, I first I first interviewed July June July last year, and then you came the back. Time? That was the first time. I thought I've been interviewed twice. What's going on? And then yeah, you came back on the second one you know, just after the rumble where we did our far too early WrestleMania. Yes. No, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, and then after WrestleMania, you became full time. Well, oh, um, back. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this the butterfly of British wrestling, MJ Max, and you're listening to Broken But Glorious Wrestling Podcast. Right, so the main show kicked off with, surprisingly, I thought, the men's Survivor Series match. It wasn't surprising once I saw the results. But, <laughs> but, yeah, so, um, so it was AJ Styles, Riddle, Keith Lee, Braun Strowman and Sheamus versus Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, King Corbin, Jey Uso and Otis. 
I don't get the five nil win for Raw though. No, I'm... no, I don't get it either. It was. Um, I did like this. I, I literally have no idea what that was, but I, I couldn't even give you give you a guess. It was weird, wasn't it? I think I, I the only thing is I did enjoy really. I think there's there's not many positives coming out of this match. I, I won't be negative throughout the show because there was some parts of the show I did really enjoy, but this was probably the worst part of the show. I thought because it's given that I love a five and five Survivor Series matches. Fantastic! It's usually fantastic matches that was put on. Um, I said to you off air, Chris. I think why I wasn't so messed this match is I think the build to, to build to this match in particular, well, has been horrible. I just don't think it's been. There's been no thought of us. It's almost like Survivor Series. They've just. It's almost like it's. They've kind of. It's kind of got in the way of them, and they just need. They're like, oh, it's almost like a book, and they've just gone right. We have to get Survivor Series out of the way, so let's just put this together, and then we can concentrate on building more storylines again, sort of thing. So it's almost like it's kind of stitched themselves up in a way. Um, but yeah, I, the only things I really did enjoy in this match, I thought the Seth elimination was was good. Uh, I thought that was quite yeah, cool. That's a bit, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued as the Surat what's got to come out of the for the greater good. I think that's quite interesting. But apparently that's him. He's off until after the baby. You know, that's, his, him, that's him being written off. What the broken? Yeah. That's him so, done. That's what that's the way I've heard on other podcasts. Well, it would have made more sense if, like, if he just hit the bro kick and after that, I don't know, KO did a, they all just like did a finish on him for, I don't know. Even his own team, everybody just. <laughs> well, you could be a bit, even a bit more inventive. Like, you could even have someone attacking backstage, but it's someone from SmackDown, but we don't know who, someone getting revenge for. Then you could almost, like, have, I don't know. Nobody knows Yeah, it, they, there was better ways they could have written him out, but I, I, I don't know. Um, I did just like KO just going you're a bit of, you're just a piece of crap aren't you <laughs> when they were lying on the floor I was it trap? I thought you said crap well, you might have said both yeah definitely some of them trash as well I did like I did like the uh, like the many host battles between Otis and Keith Lee it kind of yeah it took the silliness away from Otis and made him a bit of a threat it's given him level. yeah definitely I think that was my second positive it's given him a bit of credibility back I think that's yeah. the and this is the good thing of five and five matches you can easily get credibility back uh, by doing eliminations and it's a good way to like, use you in sort of crowd it's a good way to kind of you kind of get the momentum of the crowd as well mm-hmm. um so I, I was like really digging out so i was like oh, hey okay at least we could, you never know he could at least because he was the last one eliminated wasn't it i mean if he could no, could have got at least or was it joe so at least even with, with them two at the end if otis got two eliminations even on elimination or elimination or two that would have really given him a bit more credibility so i'd have Maybe allowed them to have a bit of a rally towards the end, but yeah, it was apart from that and the Seth elimination. I didn't really like anything else to, to, with all of this. Um, as I say, Otis, it'd be good if they can keep him up now and see where they can go with him because it has given him a bit of credit. But it's almost like Otis is like an underdog monster, which I like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's great. I think it's something we haven't really seen before. I, I, I really hope they can keep keep striking with Otis and not giving up on him completely. Um, and then the only yeah the only other thing I it wasn't really a big moment but the funny thing I did like when they had the huddle after Seth got eliminated and then Strowman just ran over and knocked them all over. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, apart from that, like it's weird. Like the, the as I said, the build to this has just been a bit of a car crash. If I'm honest, I'm not, I'm not like the, any of the raw stuff with them all. Um, I'm not like any of the raw guys with them not getting along and then stuff and then they seem to pull themselves together we'll get five eliminations but they're still arguing throughout the match it was all just pretty 
chaotic booking, I think. Jay Uso, the biggest heel probably on the SmackDown Raw team, being the one left at the end. Again, pretty naff booking, I think. You should never have the heels the last of the Minator, but like in, in, in those sort of stuff. I know with these matches, it's kind of faces and heels versus faces and heels, but you should still have a, a face kind of being the last one at the end to like, at least with the odds kind of stacked against them. So, um, yeah, that's my, I think yeah, I've got the positives in, but this match, I will not be in any rush to watch ever again. And it was just a bit of a, a car crash booking, if I'm honest. I like the bit with Jay so I think you look really cool at the end. But obviously he's meant to be a heel, which just didn't make he's sense real, to he's it. He's a reluctant heel, though, isn't he? He doesn't want to be a heel. He's going to be a I don't know. He, he decided to join him, didn't he? I thought the stipulation of the match was you have to be my servant if you lose the last no. show. No. Not the one where the I quit match? Yes. No? Oops. I don't think it was. <laughs> I think it was just a case of, like, you've got to show me respect because I'm head of the table. I don't think it was anything like you have to be my servant or something. I'll look, I'll look into it, but I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure there was some stipulation like that. I won't look it into it now. <laughs> but uh, the last bit I did like, I did like the pose down of the Raw team after the match. It was really hard not to smile a bit because they all looked so happy. <laughs> it, just, it was just so strange, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, we might as well talk about the backstage segments with Uso and Roman Reigns now rather than later in the show as it kind of fits in. So what were your thoughts on that segment? I thought it was good. I thought it made sense. Yeah, it was... Yeah, no, it, it did. Uh, and again, Roman... Roman just been a bit of a badass, but yeah, I, I think that was that, that that made a bit of sense and re- yeah, absolutely fine booking in that sense. Yeah, because I was going to say he's not really the kind of person who's going to be like, I'm going to put my arm around you and give you a nice big hug. I think it yeah. could have been more interesting if Jay was when he was five and one, if he managed to eliminate two or three people on the Raw team, but still got the same reaction from Reigns. You lost, but I, I eliminated three people on myself. But you lost. Yeah. That that could have been a more interesting way of getting down it rather than oh, I lost those five and one. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. You expect you expected to lose five and one, but if you pull two or three people back, so there's plenty of people on the raw team who wouldn't been that. They've got to got a bit like Sheamus and Middle. They've been losing a lot recently anyway, so it wouldn't matter if they pinned them both anyway. So. Yeah. Next we had the. Uh, Street Profits versus the New Day. I thought all four men in this match were stellar. They, it, it, in my head, this is the reason why they need to put the titles together because they've got one. They, they they would have one decent tag team division if they had like these two at the top, but they haven't got two <laughs> decent t- divisions that hold two titles. They've got these two and then the Hurt, Lock, Hurt Locker, the Hurt Business, and a couple of other guys around it. But yeah, I thought this match was stellar. I really loved it. Yeah, it was it was a great match, and that frog splash was unbelievable. Yes, and then he would have got the pen if he hadn't hurt his ribs early in the match. I thought the storytelling was brilliant. It was. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. This was a very good match, you know. I, I, I think with this, not to go, oh, it's, it's comparing it with AEW. I'm not going to do anything like that. But <laughs> I think the fact that literally this year in AEW we've seen two of well, two of my favorite tag team match ever, basically. Yeah. Um, so you're all, you always are going to compare matches with, from other promotions and even from other brands, even NXT, because that used to be the WS thing. Like, well, it wasn't as good as 
on any show, especially on any big four show, you'd always go, well, it wasn't as good as Takeover. That used to be a thing for years. Mm. Um, and I just still feel with this year, especially, I've just not got sold into the WWE tag team division at all. I always want to get excited. I always go, okay, well, maybe this is the turning point for the tag team division. And it never happens. And I think these two teams are great as well. I think the Street Profits are fantastic. They're pretty my favourite tag team Well, in WWE. So I was happy they won the match. Um, it, it was a really enjoyable match. However, where we go from here, I just can't get excited. Uh, yeah. I think Raw... Well, it's good that the fact that they, yeah, the last week on Raw we saw a really good match as well with the Hurt Business and the New Day. But you, there's only so many times, there's only so way, so far you can really go with that. Um, and I'm, that's not. And then to be fair, to contradict myself, I do feel that sometimes with them, they having long term tag team feuds can sometimes help. I remember the New Day and the Usos that was brilliant a few years ago when they well, down SmackDown. I see that lasted like over two years but the, I'm trying to think 2017 that, maybe on and off wasn't it it was on and off for ages you know. they had great exactly. matches every time they came together so. they so never made that much did they no they didn't and then the, the, the rap battle was the best part yeah <laughs> I think even though they can try and get some long term feuds going rather than just sort of doing stupid stuff where they put a random team together they win the belts and then a month later they split up so I think that's where it's the case so they need to build sort of a stable tag team division for both brands to be fair because Raw whilst you can look at it at the moment I'm, I'm even struggling to name that many tag teams to be fair um, for Raw New Day her, her business her businesses Retribution House Party get moved to Raw oh, I don't know are <laughs> you still together I don't know. <laughs> there you go. So that's that's just. Yeah, you're, well, you'd have the Viking Warrior, whatever they're called. Oh the yeah. Backs, but then soon. Smackdown, <laughs> Smackdown, you've literally got Do- uh, Dolphin Rude, uh, Dolphin, uh, Dolphin Bobby Rude, Dolphin uh, Ziggler, Dolphin Ziggler, <laughs> Dolphin Bobby Rude. I think they only tagged. Oh, and Cesaro and Nakamura there even still team Cesaro Nakamura. Um. I haven't seen them in months. Yeah, so it is worrying the tag team division. That's why, whilst I did, I did, did enjoy it. I can't sit here and go, oh, I loved it. It's in such a great place to WWE tag team division because it's really not. So, to put it bluntly, great match. But Got Chris still, strong style. That's what we need to do. Yeah, well, we've said that for years, haven't we? <laughs> they, they, they should have been the ones who, uh, who were the fashion or the one where they were attacking the fashion files. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't raided that NXT just to bulk it out, just bring back the Van Dango and just, just have numbers You'd think, there. wouldn't you? Just for something. And, oh, the, yeah, there was a great bit in this where they did, they did the New Day's usual finish move, but they did, cause they didn't have Big E doing the big end and they only got like a two, Well, it would have been a three usually. And they, so it seems to be the storyline. The, the New Day need to readjust their moveset. Because they haven't got Big E anymore, so that could be interesting where that goes going forward. We need to find like a new finisher, and because the the two smaller guys rather than having Big E, so needs to adjust. I thought they had a finish together way back when, didn't they? I remember. Because they always used the Midnight Hour, and then it was something, there was something else as well that they used. But maybe that's just me misremembering. It might have. I can't remember. But I just thought it was interesting. They went for the big move that usually. Big E's the does the big ending as the DDT comes down, but because Big yeah. E wasn't there, they got a two. 
thought it was good. Next, um, Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. Um, <laughs> I thought this was a very odd match. <laughs> um, so Sami Zayn was outmuscled, outpowered, outnumbered the underdog, but he was portrayed as the heel in the match. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was so funny. So, but, uh, yeah. I think with this, you can only just laugh, can't you? Because it's almost like WWE, it almost got to the match and like, oh crap, hang on, they're both heels. It was almost like they just literally, before they went out and they were like, what are we going to do here then, lads? And again, again, this is just where I've got a little bit of criticism about the booking. Yeah. And that, and the funny thing was though, as it was so bad, I enjoyed it. It was quite mm. funny. And that's because I think, in all fairness, both men are, brilliant uh, Bobby Lashley it's the best he's been since he's come back to the company um, yes, I definitely. think MVP probably deserves more of that credit because how great the Hurt business is Sammy MVP Zane, would be my comeback of the year I think it was, uh, when he came back I thought like, oh, I've loved it he's been I brilliant was, yeah I thought never have, if you had said this on like the Royal Rumble or the post Royal Rumble show you'd have been <laughs> last the 20 that. seconds in the Rumble or something. <laughs> if you had said on and if you said, you said oh you know going into December he's, he'll be the, one of the best things about this year well yeah I wouldn't have believed you. You said we would be locked down for it. I forgot those. <laughs> That's another story. Um, but um, but uh, but yeah, no. I think with this match, they made it work, and I think that's more credit to probably both men. Sami Zayn. Um, I did. Uh, yeah, Sami Zayn. I think is. I think again, he's, he is a great heel, but I just really don't like his long hair. I want it to be short hair again. <laughs> back to wearing the hat again, and. Being a face, I miss Sami Zayn as a face. He is a, but he is, he is a great heel. But I just, I really want him to be just like I'm. Just, I just think he'll be great as the. Un, I want him to be the underdog from the I underground. Just the, the story that Matt was, he was trying to get the hair business to hit him so he'd win by disqualification. <laughs> then the trick, the trick was good. It's like, it's like when you're against the better team in the Premier League and the yeah. We get a penalty. It's like, oh. oh. Exactly, you got, you got a place for your advantages, haven't you? I thought it was great. <laughs> it, was, it was almost a bad trip as Trezeguet in for Aston Villa on Saturday against Brighton. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, I thought this was going to be a 30 second squash, but yeah, it was, it was quite an enjoyable five, six minutes, whatever it was. <laughs> and next really we don't. had yeah, Asuka versus Sasha Banks. Um, this, uh, this, yeah, this match took a while to get going, but once. They seem to go outside and fight. Um, yeah, once the women took to the fight to outside, it seemed to the whole contest seemed to go to the next level. And I loved the last several minutes of this one. But I thought the match seemed to finish just as it was picking up. I think it could have done another five minutes to like push it to that next level. Yeah, see, I, I'm a big fan of this. Actually, this was one of my. This is probably my second favorite match of the night. Um, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, I think these yeah. two have got. They've clearly got good chemistry, these two together, and they've obviously had plenty, a few matches this year, so they, that was pretty, already gave them a bit of an advantage going into it, given a lot of the other wrestlers haven't really competed with one another this year. Um, uh, so I, I did, yeah, I did enjoy, um, did really enjoy it. Probably the correct winner. I think Sasha probably needed to win more, given the kind of role she's on to keep that sort of ticking over. Um, yeah, it was a, a clear, a, a very rare, clean loss. Oscar. I think as well as Sasha keeps getting attacked by Carmella on SmackDown, she kind of need if she had lost like clean, it would have just made her look a bit weak. So yeah, and I, yeah, she's got a storyline. Oscar hasn't done anything since she was feuding with Bailey and Oscar. Sasha early in the year for probably about two months. She hasn't done much. 
So mm. these, the, the game to win to the person who's actually got a storyline at the moment. Yeah, I was going to say that. It's better to give someone who has an actual storyline going on, give them the momentum, than it is to just randomly throw away a win. Yeah, yeah, agreed. But why and hasn't that... Asuka got anything going on is the big question. Do you think, think the two biggest threats you probably have are Nia Jax and Baszler? Sure. Both yeah. I want it to be Oscar. I want a feud between Oscar and Baszler. I think they'll clearly be signed at TLC. I don't know, maybe... Um, I'm trying to really think of it. I, I can see it being bloody Oscar versus pretty like Lana or something at, um, at TLC, but I hope it's... Um, I hope so. I hope yeah, it's Shane. I've, I've got another idea, yeah. Well, my idea is I hope that they just do a number one contender and Shayna wins, and they realise that Shayna is the best wrestler on one of the best wrestlers in in the, in, in on Raw. So, Oscar. I, I genuinely hope it was Lana. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I want so, to you Shane. don't think it's signposted to be Lana versus Nia Jax in a tables match at TLC? Oh, I think that's definitely going to happen. So that's what I'm saying: oh. Shayna versus Oscar. Can you have a fatal four way a, li- a fatal four way elimination table match? Of course you can. You can do anything. Yeah, that was one of my favourite matches on um on the World SmackDown. Oh no, it was a. I used to love the um triple um the um six man tag elimination table match. Yes, <laughs> I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. Um, you could do it. Yeah. you could do it eight man on the new game or the old <laughs> thing. I used to love it because um, me and my mates all play the computer, and if one of us got eliminated, then we'd slowly start. <laughs> like, oh, well, I'm on my own now. <laughs> Back on the PS2, kids. Yeah, I found the Shut Your Mouth. Oh, uh, that's the best game. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was. It, it was Here Comes just the pain. pain. It was the best. No, just, it was the just, second best one. Uh, no, Here Comes the Pain's the best one. But when I opened it, it was just no. Bring It. So, so me and Isaac were playing Just Bring It the weekend. It was a lot of fun. Just like, Bring It was good. It's that easy, this game, to play. I, I can't get used to the square being reversed. I'm so used to the... No, I don't L- like it either. L2, that was yeah. <laughs> that was the one where Taz would commentate on Taz matches. <laughs> the commentary was always, "Here is The Rock versus Kurt Angle live on SmackDown." <laughs> I did love that. That was it. It was yeah, and he would just go like yeah, um, uh, when they'd like to talk backstage, it would go, "Hey, The Rock, how are you?" <laughs> um, hey, The Rock. Taz looked great the other day. <laughs> That's the one. When was the other day? Uh, so on, the pre- like to <laughs> on the pre-show, the Goblin Gooker won the 24-7 title. <laughs> I popped so, for that. Who reckon it was in the, who reckon it was in the costume? It was Drew Gula. I thought it was. Oh, well, did it actually what? get revealed? Yeah. Oh. So no, it got revealed. Got revealed today. Oh. Well, it was in the... It was in the Oh, I don't. Oh, I, I watched so many videos today about it. I can't remember who. It was either what culture or cultaholic revealed it. So. I'm going to Or maybe Russell. So I, I watched too many videos. It's <laughs> not one of them. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. So the, in the next segments, we saw the Goblin Gooker following a trail of bird seed. And get, and, yeah, getting rolled up by Tozawa, who then got hit on the back with a bag of birdseed, and then Truth won, won his 30, no, 45th title. <laughs> that man has won more belts than anyone in the history of WWE, I believe, at this point. Yeah, yeah, com- combined, because he's probably got about 
ten titles, yeah. tag team titles, and US titles and stuff. And I think he won the hardcore title when he was K Quick as well. So. Oh my <laughs> god, so he's up there, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Hall of Fame career. Is there a way to make the belt have a point or give it some prestige or give it a reason why people would want to win it? <laughs> but, that's what I think it needs, mine. it needs to be just banter I think there's no it should never be taken like seriously I think it should be unless they make it literally the hardcore title again I think that would be I still think that that would be cool if they just brought back the hardcore title rather than have it as 24-7 championship at least then it becomes a bit legitimate and then there might actually be a reason to win the match because Hardcore titles. Well, it's something like, do you remember when um, Steve Blackman won the hardcore title and he kept it for ages? <laughs> something like that, where somebody just is so hard they just don't get beat. Mike Elias did. How long did Elias keep it for? I don't know, but he was like, he was dead hard, wasn't he? he just kept Rod- yeah, they've they done that before. Like, like, I remember Roderick, Roderick, Roderick Moss won it, and he was like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to, no one's going to, I'm not running. <laughs> so he was on, um, anyone wants to there to come through me, and then that didn't last very long. Yeah, but yeah, so the hardcore title came a bit, of a bit of a joke for a while, and then I'm sure Steve Blackman won it, and he held it for ages, so it gave it some legitimacy. I know the Undertaker held it for forever because he murdered RVD for it. Let's <laughs> oh, look. Steve off the stage at Un- Unforgiven. Yeah, Steve Blackman held it for like 50 days. So yes, yeah, he lost his shame with man, and then got it back and held it for 28 days, and then lost it. And then he held it for 90 days, so he held it for like six months. And then like, the odd, the yeah, he lost it for a couple of days in between each one. Held it for 258 days. Yeah. My heart. Quick maths off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, his second and third reign, he started the night, then lost to Crash Holly, then lost it to Perry Saturn, and then won it back and held it for another 90 days after it. So, so it kind of legitimized the belt. Yeah, the Undertaker held it for 58 days. Is that all? I thought he held it for a while longer than that. It's two months. Two months of the hardcore title is a long time. I know, but he's the Undertaker, isn't he? <laughs> right, so then we have the Women's Survivor Series 2 match. Uh, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Peyton Royce, Lacey Evans and Lana versus Bianca Belair, Bailey, Natalia, Ruby Riot, and Liv Morgan. Lana was the sole survivor, yeah. It was a weird match, but in terms of action, despite there being a bit botchy, I did really enjoy this match. Even though there I was the story some really, told, told really, really odd decisions in it. I preferred this to the men's match, put it that way. Um, there were some good moments, some funny moments. And yeah, no, I, I, I thought this was better than the... I, I, thought, I thought I had high hopes. I was hoping... The, I will say I wasn't a fan of the ending. Uh, I know that's got kind of mixed reviews. I thought the ending could have just been tweaked ever so slightly. Um, uh, but, uh, but no, I thought, yeah, better than the men's, and I did kind of get in, but I kind of got quite involved into it as well, because I just kind of really wanted, with, with, with Jackson Baszler being such heels and bully heels, I was like, I really want SmackDown to win this now, and like, I just, um, and I, I really wanted Bianca Belair to come out of it looking like a star, yes. um, which she kind of did, to be fair. Um, I thought the spot at the end with her and Nia Jax where they were like, she kept like running the gauntlet, basically, of, like not yeah. running through the table, then launching her out into the um the steps, then over the uh, the barricade. I thought, oh my god, this is great. 
and then the look on Lana's face and the, the count out happened. It was just like, oh, that was, oh, the, yeah, <laughs> her celebration of being a soul survivor was amazing. <laughs> Every time someone says soul is... survivor, I think of I am survivor. <laughs> I would have rather though that like be it, but but Bianca like, literally did that spot, managed to get back in the ring. Hands like a breather, forgets completely about Lana, like as if we all kind of do. She's and then just she gets staring. Yeah, exactly. Gets rolled up by Lana, and then yeah, and then yeah, like you could have like um, I don't know whether you'd get her thrown for a table by, but you, yeah, she just becomes survivor that way. That's what I've done. I think you'd have given Lana a little bit more credibility. The fact that she managed to use her, like managed to actually pin someone as well, mm-hmm. doesn't really do Bianca Belair that much harm. I think the credit would have already gone there. Well, but yeah, not by anyone, I should, so it doesn't really. Yeah, matter. I get that. And but no, it was it was a lot better than the men's match. There were some better spots in this. Um, I think it felt more like an actual Survivor Series five to five, five and five match that was. Uh, again, I'm not going to make act like it was as like it was perfect. There was there was a weird moment when we doing when Peyton Royce superplexed Bailey, and she didn't catch her. He just seemed to part. There was like eight people there to catch them, and he didn't. He just kind of parted and let them go on the floor. I thought that when she heard the thud, and I was like, oh no. Because as a wrestler, I have heard that thud before where you haven't caught someone properly. Oh no. But yeah, it it wasn't the the perfect five and five match. No one one can say that. It wasn't, it certainly wasn't finished, uh, the, the full article, but it. It was better. It was an improvement on the men's one, but I just feel again it kind of falls all under this, um, the, the the kind of the, the the booking. I think in previous years as well we've had like an an invasion, and I might as well say this now. This Chris off air as well. Why the bloody hell was there no graphics of the score going into it? It was almost like they just no. did not care about who was winning who, and that's so it's why it's going to be free all. I told you. Yeah. We, we laughed about it on our previous show. They can't have a free old draw because we picked free old draw. Did they have free old draw? Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. I just don't understand why though we didn't depends, need to. Depends, depends if you include the pre-show battle royale. The pre-show. Oh, so there's four. In, pa- in past shows, they haven't they haven't included the pre-show match as part of the results. So I'm assuming it'll be free old draw. Well, yeah, because two years ago when Raw buried SmackDown that year, they're like. Oh, we're smart to win the pre-show, but we won't include it on the graphics. <laughs> oh yeah, and then everyone's kicking off about it. But yeah, no, I think um, yeah, for, for this one it was a bit um, uh, it, it was better, but yeah, it's still far from it. But I think both five and five matches just fell under this way of kind of just a bit of poor booking. The fact that there was no like real like we want to do one over on SmackDown. I know. In all fairness, this is a bit out of WWE's hands. I know they didn't really want wrestlers mixing, which is why they didn't include NXT whatsoever because of, uh, yeah. well, obviously with the global, the global pandemic on. Um, so I know stuff like that can't be helped. I do get it, but they could have even done, we live in like a world where, a world where virtually you could have had like, you could have even done like virtual promos of Raw running down SmackDown. Uh, there was just nothing like that. There was just nothing going into it. Yeah. Like, apart from one match which we'll get to there was just absolutely no build up to, to any of these matches in any way possible um, so yeah so better than the men's match but still disappointed I think from both five and five matches but again I think it's just because over the it is one of the, it's like a, it's a thing you went you wait for like you on WWE calendars you have the things you wait for Royal Rumble everyone loves it great Elimination Chamber you, you, you love it when it gets mm-hmm. to um, everyone you've got money in the bank brilliant it's fun 
Survivor Series, brilliant. I love a five and five match. So it's all, it's all just a, a part of a WWE calendar which we all enjoy. And I think it's just the disappointment. It's almost like when you, yeah, like disappointment is if something doesn't come out the way you hoped. It's just yeah. a shame because you look back at that first Survivor Series after the brand split. You're like, oh, that was a, yeah, that was a show. Oh, that was, was great match. Twenty what? Twenty sixteen. Yeah, twenty sixteen was great. That's class. Well, I think even all, in all fairness, a few of the years have a uh, 2017 was great until Triple H decided to set up about five different WrestleMania matches for himself. I thought it was so good. <laughs> even I liked having Triple H in there. I, it, no, I mean that was because there were some stars in that. Cena, Cena was in there. Shane McMahon was in there. Kurt Angle was in there. So that was quite cool. Uh, 2019 last year was fantastic with the NXT guys in there. Um, even if we go before. Four brands, but I love the team Cena versus Team Authority from 2014. When Sting returned, or debuted, I should say. Yeah, that was great. So the, yeah, I can't believe that was 2014. I can't believe that. I could, I could I vague recollections of a review in it, but we can't have it. I think we just talked about it on the, the forum a lot, maybe. I thought you were going to say, was, we just thought about it and we just knew. I might talk about it before or after. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> uh, I thought well, there was a great bit where Peyton Royce hit a finisher. I'm sure Corey Graves said that's a perfect turn because she's married to Ty Dillinger. Nah. Why are you have to think about that? <laughs> Chris uh, writing his notes down definitely got that some, notepad some, to the show. I'm sure, he said, I'm sure he said something like that's a perfect turn. I was like, oh, that made me smile. <laughs> there, there is always a few. You always get like a few like like digs, don't you? Nice. Like with, with the cross brand, like with Britt Baker. There yeah. I was like, always that thing when people would go, "Baby," to her, just like. So there's always like sly sort of comments, isn't there? Or when she turned up on NXT, to... and they just said Adam Cole's girlfriend they didn't say wrestler. AEW wrestler. <laughs> Like when uh, Candice LeRae turned up on NXT and they just kept showing, it's Johnny Gargano's wife. Wife. <laughs> yeah. I was just sitting there going, screaming at my TV, going, she's got a name. <laughs> Johnny Gargano's wife. Should we move on to check the main events? So we had the WWE champion, Drew McIntyre, or Mac and Fart, as they called him last night. Mac and yeah. Fart. Versus, <laughs> versus the oh Universal Champion. I was listening to uh, the Young Bucks um, yeah. book actually this week, and they mentioned in there Adam Pearce and how he gets annoyed if anything goes wrong. <laughs> and I saw this; it was the first thing that came up on my Twitter. And there's a series, it's in Mac and Fart, and you just know that he's slung like a water bottle across that room. <laughs> Charlie Caruso's tweeted as well, Sean. I had to muster every single part of my energy not to laugh in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought I thought this match was good. Yeah, it was fantastic. I think it was a true modern day heavyweight showdown. The story of the match, I think, really needed the crowd. I think the way the match builds because it started off quite slow and then built up and it, then it just exploded. And I think so good. Uh, it was a bit super kicked, and they went for Claymore, and he punched his boot. His boot, and I thought that was amazing. And I was like, yeah, so good. It, it was easily the match of the night. Yeah, Those really. two were just, they just killed it, didn't they? Yeah, so much better than their WrestleMania match they had earlier this year. It was so much better. Was it not this year? Last year? Last year. Last year, yeah. 
Dale. That's <laughs> mad, actually. I, I forgot all about that match. Mm. And yeah, no, that was it's so much better. Yeah, they had a nice, a nice little story the way they said they well, Drew eliminated Roman in the Rumble, and then Roman knocked Drew out of Survivor Series last year, and then so they had like these. I'm sure there was no thinking, oh, we'll have them champion versus champion at Survivor Series in the future, but they, they, they did connect the dots quite good, I thought. Unbelievable stuff this was. Like, it was even um, I was on the edge of my seat. Yeah, it was my. It was definitely match the night, wasn't it? It was. Um, it was really enjoyable. Um, and these two, yeah, you said it you rightly. Said there, actually, they 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 work. They always work very well in the past when Reigns sort of came back um, from obviously leukemia. They got straight into their feud. Their match was great, but the whole build I thought was pretty good. They've obviously had matches from there. Uh, I know there was they wrestled through the disaster period. I call it where Shane McMahon was all over television. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that wasn't a very great time to be a wrestling fan. That sort of, that summer of sort of 2019 wasn't it kind of thing where where we we had like Undertaker and Goldberg wrestle in like the heat. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, it was all a bit of a, a boring kind of period. It was until Undertaker kind of saved the day really, and they had the tag match at the um, Extreme Rules. But um, but yeah, they um. This match was definitely match night. Some really great ones. I think the the chemistry as well between the two that that previously they've obviously wrestled one been been the other opposite of being a face and heel, and then they reversed it with Drew being the face this time and Roman's being the heel. And then I think it made it even better. Um, I think Drew's a better face. Well, he wasn't this dynamic anyway. I think Drew's brilliant at both, but I think he's... Oh, he looked he looked so cool with his sword coming down as well. You said, I yeah. thought that would really have looked that goofy, but I think he kind of just suits having his huge sword. <laughs> the the man think... suits having anything, you wouldn't question him, would you? No. Comes <laughs> on a frilly tutu, you wouldn't go nigh and look hard, does he? I think with Drew, he's done well as well because they've given him. It'll be very very interesting, Drew, when fans do return of how how long they give up because with him, he does cut. Almost, let's call it. I think you need to need to with baby faces. You do need to have them almost do like the geeky kind of or the the John Cena type promos of them. Sort of, uh, obviously, like doing stuff like the Thanksgiving one he did the other day and stuff like that. Mm. Um, of like being great, like sucking up to the audience almost. I think you kind of do need that from your top one of the top baby faces on the. I mean, he probably is the top baby face in the company right now. Uh, do you mean pandering? Yeah. Well, Austin and Rock have pandered. Yeah, I get that. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, exactly. We are we are kind of in a different era. I know. Punk then, never pandered either. You could, you could go the different way. Now, I, I don't know. You you call it the Samaso promo after NXT went off the air. That was class. Yeah. And that wasn't that wasn't really pandering. That was more speaking from the heart, and that was just telling it how it is, saying what we all kind of not what we want to hear, but kind of what we know is the truth. But. Like it almost meant it, and that was that was almost like a baby face badass kind of promo. Um, yeah, but but yeah, I mean, yeah, I think these they're both in very good places at the moment, both wrestlers, and I think as well, who's to say we can't come back to this in the future? I'm not saying we need to go back to it straight away, but I mean, if you can have like casual moments, like especially on the on the pay per views, when you can have like kind of run ins with backstage stare downs, Royal Rumble, if they're both, well, I imagine they'll both be. I don't think they'll both be in the Rumble if it's yeah, sort of thing, or they'll probably both be champions by the time the Rumble comes around. But yeah, I mean, you can always keep them having sort of casual moments, sort of, so to speak, of backstage segments and what have you. Yeah, I, I think the screwy finish made a lot of sense as well. Yeah. 
Okay, I Captain, was slightly yeah, disappointed Captain. the Miz didn't turn up. Yeah, well, how's that? Uh, the comments well, didn't like... really help, did they? They made it so blatantly obvious that it wasn't going to happen with, with them like constantly mentioning it. Michael Cole going, well, just so you're aware that Miz is the money in the bank holder, so these two can't be comfortable at any point. So, well, <laughs> don't do that because now we just know he's, he's not coming out. Why would they? Has that ever happened in wrestling where they've, where they've literally let us know that there's a money in the bank holder lurking? It just doesn't happen. It would have, the, would have been the perfect time to do it because he got knocked out in the guillotine. So he just he was flat out, and I thought, oh, because he hadn't moved out of the ring as well. I thought this is this is it. Yeah. They, they even mentioned it was a year to the day since he won the title, and I was like, do it. He's gonna do it no, now. Ten, ten years. Ten years. Sorry, not a year to the day. Yeah, ten years to the. <laughs> ten. It'll be TLC, I reckon. Why? Oh, they've got. Yeah, I want Ruin Raw for you. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah no I think as well where Reigns we've already discussed where Reigns is going I think he'll definitely feud with, but I think they've, I've already seen on like, the dirt sheets that they're setting up him and, him and Brian feud for TLC but that kind of makes sense with Brian beating Jay on Smackdown this week that will be brilliant um, and yeah I think these two clearly have worked well in the past I remember their match at Fastlane was, was brilliant all the many years ago the Royal Rumble Rock to win the Rumble and take down range, yeah, definitely. Imagine if he beats him. No, no, imagine if he beats I'll, I'll pop. I'll be the only one popping, I think. <laughs> and that's nothing against Roman Reigns. It's just my pure love and affection for Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> cool, so what were your thoughts on the show overall? I don't think it was awful, like a lot of people are saying, but it wasn't the best show of the year. It was, It was a middle ground somewhere. Yeah, I think the fr- like the the main events, the women's match and the tag team match, were delivered. And yeah, there was bits to like in the other matches. Yeah, you see, in my opinion, it was some of the matches were good, really good. Well, the main event was fantastic. Um, Oscar Sa- uh, Sasha, great tag team match. We mentioned good. I just feel that yeah, the whole booking of it was just. I think the whole booking before and certainly during the both the men and the women's match, very questionable booking. And it just seems to me that they kind of just didn't really know what to do with Survivor Series this year and they just kind of committed to it. But then kind of, but like, just really, they probably shouldn't have done it this year. Raw versus SmackDown, they should have maybe just, um, just done it as a normal kind of pay-per-view. Um, that's just my opinion. It just seems to me they just, they just really didn't know. They, they ran out of ideas completely for it this year. I know stuff was out of their control, like I've mentioned, but the fact that they didn't even monitor it on the scoreboard just really pissed me off. Um, the fact that like, they just really didn't care that it's War versus SmackDown. Who wins. No. Fuming. Exactly. <laughs> Nick is fuming. I just like a bit of competition. It's, it, it's good because it proves they've done great jobs in the past. It's one of my favourite shows of the year. Um, uh, I, I just, yeah, I think they do need to really have a. I know it's again it's difficult it's weird times running and blah, blah 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 but I think maybe the next year Survivor Series I think we said this before we went on air to be fair that maybe stop doing Raw versus Smackdown maybe maybe just to do it for a uh, maybe even Clash of Champions could be a good one where you do just just the championship matches of Raw versus Smackdown and you don't need to get do all these five and five Raw versus Smackdown matches and yeah go back to actually having a feud that leads to a five-on-five match like sort of thing or you fully yeah. go in on it and you fully commit yeah yeah and hopefully they'll do NXT next year we are back to 
well, we should we'd like to think we'll be back to a proper normal by next year. Uh, that they will be able to do any, <laughs> they will be able to do free they, the, the free brands with arriving on each show, and that was that was brilliant. The build up last year as well with like Becky Lynch and stuff appearing on the NXT, seeing all these kind of dream matches in a way, like Adam Cole versus Danny Bryan. You had Walter appearing on Raw on on the Raw in the UK answering Seth's challenge, I believe it was. So yeah. It's certainly that's why I usually love Survivor Series, the whole build up to it and everything. So I think that's why I was kind of already in a bad mood by the time. Not that it's obvious. <laughs> I was kind of <laughs> in a bad mood by the time it even came around. So yeah. Right, idiots. This is Mr. Williams, your Wrestle Island GM, superstar, film star, wrestling star in the UK. Make sure you listen, subscribe, like. Broken but glorious podcasts, idiots. Get it done now. I've just got one word for you both, or two words. War games. <laughs> I for the entire time of you saying that, I thought you were going to say Bruno Fernandes, and I was like, yeah. I just love William Regal shouting every year. <laughs> you just know, you know, like when people say, oh, you, you know, when it's Christmas when uh, when the Coca Cola advert comes on, or you know, when it's Easter when you start seeing mini eggs on the shelves. <laughs> You know, when it's That's war game true. season, when William Regal comes out and shouts war games. If you thought it was Easter every time, there's mini eggs on the shelf. It but they go all year yeah. round. They go on about New Year. They go on usually go on Boxing Day. Cream, it's New Year's Day. Cream eggs. Cream eggs. them at the moment. I wouldn't be surprised. I know it's usually when I used to work in retail at Sainsbury's. Other supermarkets are available. Um, when I used to work on, um, we used to have mince pies getting dressed on. Uh, in August bank holiday Monday that's when the day they would go live we'd have mince pies on the shelves and in for August Easter, 28th of August whatever the, the, the Monday of August you know the, the last Monday in August yeah the bank holiday weekend yeah. that's when they would start going on and for um, Easter eggs it would be New Year's Day oh wow. my god there's a fact for all our listeners Right, so huge thanks to Podgo for sponsoring this week's episode. Um, information you can find in the description. Lance, you got anything you want to promote? I, as always, have plenty of t-shirts to promote that are available at lanchevera12.bigcartel.com. You should go Ooh. get them. Yeah. Especially you. We made, it into right the... <laughs> we made it into the US top 200 this week for the first time in ages. That's... Right then. I'm just going to say this now. If I'm not shipping a t-shirt to America next week, I'm going to be fuming at you all. All you listeners in America, I'm going to be fuming. And in translation, that's fuming. (laughs) I was expecting you to. (laughs) So we've got plenty of interviews coming up the next couple of weeks. We have Nicky Barnes this week. We have Danny Limelight, who recently appeared on AEW. We have, I'm interviewing Rogan and Reese tomorrow. Yep, so loads coming up in the next couple of weeks. And if you enjoy our show, follow us on Twitter, it's BBG Wrestling. And check out our website, bbgwrestling.com. Good night. Good night. Good night.